Welcome to the UC Berkeley Data Science Education Podcast. We're happy you're listening in today. In this space, you'll hear from a variety of distinguished data science educators and professionals. The individuals we'll speak with are diverse in experience and perspective, but share the common goal of shaping the future of data science education. Our idea is to have some informal conversations with the goal of creating community and let people hear from practitioners in this growing new field. My name is Eric Van Dusen from Data Science Undergraduate Studies in the Division of Computing, Data Science, and Society at UC Berkeley, and I'll be leading our conversation today. And my name is Kalechi Nebadam, also from Data Science Undergraduate Studies. I'm working as an intern with the division's external pedagogy team, and I'll be helping out today too. Hey, today we are talking with Jordan Jomsky. Could you tell us where you're working now and what sort of things you're working on? Yeah, I am currently a data scientist at the National Institutes of Health. Um, I specifically work in the National Institute of General Medical Sciences, uh, which is one of the institute of the many institutes in the National Institutes of Health. And right now, what I mainly do is I focus on natural language processing tasks and machine, other kinds of machine learning and classification tasks, um, working with all the grants that we have in our portfolio. Nice. Could you tell us about the Coding It Forward Fellowship that you got and how it's helped to launch your career? Yeah. So um, I had seen a few alumni of UC Berkeley and just people whose careers that I really wanted to kind of emulate um, do this fellowship online on Twitter mainly. And I thought it was really interesting. So I kind of applied on a whim. Um, It ended up being a really, truly amazing experience. I did it in the pandemic when it was entirely virtual and I still was able to attend so many networking events and meeting so many people and really establishing a pathway for myself into a very niche part of data science because not only is health data science really niche, but health data science within the federal government was an incredibly niche field. So I was really excited about that opportunity that um, Coding It Forward had. So essentially, when I went in um, on my application, I kind of specified what I wanted to do, and then they matched me in an interview with NIH and really took care of that process of finding them. And then once I started my fellowship, I just grew so much throughout the fellowship that they offered me a full-time position. Um, And it was just the best thing that that could have happened to me after my senior year with everyone looking for jobs. It was such a hard thing to do in in the middle of the pandemic. So I was really, really excited about that. Nice. You said you're working on NLP stuff for NIH. Could you tell us about the data science that you do in your job and how you apply what you learned at Berkeley to your role? Yeah, I I think that um, it's so incredible to see how much Berkeley has prepared me because I'm doing things at such a higher level than I ever even could have dreamed for myself because I'm working with people who all have PhDs in this field, multiple, multiple years, at least a master's degree, and I'm able to keep up um, because of the rigorous education. I think that the data mining analytics class with Dr. Pardos and then, forget the professor, but the natural language processing class are like the two big ones um, that really prepared me for uh, the work that I'm doing right now. And also just like the data science honors thesis, being able to like have a long time project Um, that I was able to kind of cultivate over time and go through like the trial and error of the hard stuff and the easy stuff, finding mentors and all these things really closely emulates the projects that we do every day at the NIH. Nice. 
So your career arc is somehow like the overlap between biohealth and data science. Could you talk to about how, you know, you found a path to do that as an undergrad? Yeah, I think that when I was taking like my MC, my molecular and cell biology classes, and I was taking my data science classes, I was always looking for overlap. I think that a huge part of combining data science with something else is when they tell you to take those like domain emphasis classes, I think that a big part of that is selecting them carefully so you can try to cultivate what your exact niche is within the field because data science can be anywhere and everywhere but it really does matter that you match it well so for example when i was in my physiology class um, and we started learning about like the like anatomy of like the chest cavity that's what inspired me to do my honors thesis on radiological data of the chest cavity because there were so many specific things that i saw linkages because i was like there was an x-ray on the slide that had a single like node pulmonary nodule and i was like oh i could figure that out using some sort of like computer vision or image classification model that i learned in data eight and i started there and then over time that just developed into my honors thesis project so always looking for the overlap no matter what the subject is but especially in biology it is just that process of keeping inquisitive is really what launched me into this pathway that's really cool to hear how you were able to like combine the different courses that you were taking here at Berkeley to kind of make your own pathway to basically now your career. So on that topic of coursework, I wanted to know what industry skills do you wish that you learned through your coursework here? Yeah, I think that thinking about this question was a little bit hard for me because I feel like the government is so specific. I think that a lot of the actual daily examples in natural language processing are a lot more complicated than they were in like data eight, data 100 and all that stuff. Like we were parsing and processing really clean data that was like from Twitter that has all these modules and API that are super built out. But then you're looking at like federal grant data or I'm looking at like any specific niche medical data. Finding like sentiment analysis is not something that is at the same level as like trying to understand like these very complicated grants that are maybe have, there's only five projects on these in the world and we're trying to classify some something about them. It's very, very different from what we do in classes. So I think that more niche examples and more complicated, maybe like casework projects would have been better. But I do think that the foundation of it was there and I was able to do it. I just didn't have experience in before. So it was a whole new ball game. I'm glad to hear that for the most part, it seemed that the coursework kind of prepared you other than the messiness of real world data. But I just wanted to end this interview on one question that we usually like to ask everyone. And that is, do you have any advice for data science students around the world? The main thing that drew me to data science was um, allowing myself to continuously question how processes could be better. And I think that my advice going forward is to keep that mindset. There is always an improvement you can make Um, to the way that systems are, and data science is the tool for doing that. So investing more time in asking the questions before you do the task and really understanding the project that you have in front of you can really help out in the long run because sometimes you go into a project and it ends up being an entirely different beast by the end of it because you discovered some very cool, different creative pathway that will get you to an even better answer than you could ever imagine. So take your time, ask the questions, um, and just enjoy it. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, of course.
Hi, and uh, today we have Tiffany Yu. Tiffany, do you want to give us a little introduction to yourself and what you're working on? Yeah, sure. So my name is Tiffany, and I am a grad student at Stanford, and I am pursuing my master's degree in clinical informatics management. It's a new program here in the Stanford School of Medicine that's focused on the intersection of healthcare, business, and technology. Before I was at Stanford, I was at Berkeley, and I double majored in public health and data science. So I've always been very fascinated and interested in um, the intersection of data, technology, and health, and really how we can improve quality and outcomes using data. And in addition to also pursuing my master's degree this year, um, I've also been working as a consultant at Kaiser Permanente, and I've been working with them specifically on their regional strategy for performance improvement um, and quality um, measures. So that's been a really interesting experience to be able to continue school, but also be able to see how like the real world works, um, <laughs> especially in a really big healthcare organization. And right now um, I am working on a capstone project for my master's program and I am basically looking into COVID-19 data and I'm trying to understand how we can look at vaccine data and look at um, past like infection rates and state policies that were um, enacted in the past and how we can use that to basically inform um, policies in the future and public health officers in the future. So in the terrible event we have another health crisis, we'll be much better prepared um, and using data-driven recommendations um, to uh, combat and create strategies for um, addressing future pandemics. Nice. Thanks for that. Um, so Give us some example. How have you been using data science tools and techniques within your graduate work? Yeah, so I would say that everything I learned from Berkeley, I have used um, in my research. And I, I just want to advocate for like the Berkeley data science education. I don't think you realize how robust the education is and what it was until like you graduate and you start working in the real world and you're like, wow, like I know so much more compared to a lot of my other peers <laughs> who might have studied statistics or may have studied computer science because it's a very interdisciplinary degree. And I think like taking courses in math and stats in CS, but also uh, having a domain emphasis um, and being able to have just such a well-rounded education was so useful in being able to understand the bigger picture and like how data tells a story and like what each data point represents. So I would say that um, I think I, I basically used Python and Pandas the most um, during uh, my data methodology um, and my project. Um, I would say that Data 8 and Data 100, I think I use a lot of those techniques and a lot of that foundational knowledge um, when thinking about research questions, when thinking about what kind of data visualizations I wanted to represent um, with what I was looking into, um, and like thinking about kind of like the storytelling component, which is crucial for people who don't really have that data science background and but want to understand like how is what this data means and how are you telling a story. Um, I also did draw a lot on some of the techniques that I learned in my machine learning courses. So I also built some prediction models um, using um, some of the past uh, infection rates um, earlier in the pandemic and also um, looking at state uh, policies and state actions that were taken earlier on in the pandemic um, and creating prediction models to look into how um, we can predict um, infection rates given the kinds of actions that we can take very early on in a pandemic. So that was really helpful. Um, 
And I would say that like the interpretation and analysis portion in all of my data science classes were incredibly useful, especially in this project, because I would like make these technical decisions and then I would think about like how to interpret them and like what like these numbers and everything like my results, like what do they actually mean like to a policymaker, to a public health officer? Like how does this translate into real like tangible like change and real tangible policy? So all of that was very helpful. And yeah, like I'm a very big advocate for uh, the data science department at Cal because it was just so good. <laughs> yeah. All right, great. Thanks for that. And br bring us into your experience of this intersection between public health, healthcare, and data science. And, you know, where do you see that overlapping or places to collaborate between those areas? Yes, I, I love this question because I really don't think that people realized how much data is involved in healthcare and public health until the pandemic, unfortunately. But before the pandemic, um, when I was studying both data science and public health at Cal, it was very interesting because there weren't really a lot of people who were <laughs> trying to like um, go into this intersection, I think. It's really funny because I remember like at Cal, like I would be running from one end of the campus to the other end of the campus because like that was just how, how separate um, the public health um, department and the data science and computer science um, departments were at Berkeley. I was literally running like across campus, like within like <laughs> 15 minutes. It was really funny. Um, so I feel like that really just represents like how, how different um, those uh, disciplines felt at the time. But I do think that now that there is a lot more um, acknowledgement and awareness about how much potential data science has in improving um, improving quality, improving um, the efficiency of healthcare, and also like spe specifically in public health, how we can leverage like health data and how we can leverage like data on the population health to improve and mitigate um, the spread of diseases and the sp spread of infections is like critical and like so important. And I just want to say that like when I was at Cal and I met other data science majors, I think that um, it was more popular for these data science majors to think about going into tech and tech is great um but i also think that there's so many opportunities for um, people who are interested in public health and interested in healthcare and like health technology too because health requires a lot of data and a lot of analysis and they need people who understand data they need people who, who know how to program who can um, create projections and like understand like whether it's like population health, whether it's like patient health, or whether it's like financial projections and how that like relates to the cost benefit analysis of like certain procedures and all that. So there's just a plethora of data in health. And if you're interested in going into public health or going into healthcare with a data science background, there is definitely going to be a place for you. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like I haven't met quite a lot of people that are actively working towards going into the public health or biomedical field with data science. And I feel like here at Cal, they take a lot of time and they really emphasize ethics when it comes to handling data. And I feel like in your profession or in your field in general, it's so important to know how to properly and ethically deal with data. So I'm wondering, how have you considered data ethics within your research? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I actually like wrote a paper <laughs> about this for one of my, my bioethics classes, specifically on um, the ethics of mass data collection and how it relates to you know public health. Because I do think that 
um, the discipline of public health and like healthcare, it's always been very like utilitarian. Like we try to think more about like, how are we gonna help the greater good? And sometimes like we prioritize like the greater like population over like specific individuals. And that has gotten criticism in the past and continues to get criticism. So it's definitely different like moral standpoints on um, what you believe is like important. And especially when it comes to medicine, the value of like human life is always going to be at the forefront of a lot of conversations and discussions and how that pertains to data. And I would say that with this project specifically, I have been thinking a lot about not just like how the data is collected. I've been using data from Google's open source COVID-19 data repository. And I've been trying to like to read and make sure that I can explain and articulate um, how they're collecting this data because <laughs> it's a little controversial since a lot of it is like based off of Google searches. And I don't think people know that <laughs> the, they're, like Google's collecting data on like what they're searching on their Google browsers. So that's something I've been very mindful about like throughout this project and like thinking about how like I can include that um, ethical like portion and considerations into uh, my analysis as well but like yeah I definitely think that with anything especially within like healthcare and public health there needs to be um, these conversations and these considerations about how this is going to impact the individual and what kind of precedent we're setting if we forego like these ethical considerations yeah the conversation around data ethics is a really important one to be had within the entire data science community, especially when you're in something like public health. So it's really cool to hear what you're doing to make sure that you are remaining ethical in how you are using and gathering data. But to end this interview off, I wanted to ask you one last question. Since you yourself have gone through a data science undergraduate program, you're now involved in research and working in the public health space. So I wanted to know if you had any advice or words of wisdom for instructors out there that are trying to implement their own data science research programs. Yeah, I would say that what I found to be really helpful was working with real world data. And I want to recognize that real world data is so messy and it's complicated. And like, sometimes like it's not going to be perfect. And um, especially like within like public health and healthcare, like health data is like probably like one of the messiest like data sets out there. So sometimes you're like, huh, I don't know how I'm going to like actually get the analysis from this. If like, things are not really where they should be and all that. So I think it'd be really helpful if data science educators think about ways to approach these kinds of data sets and, and data that isn't clean, isn't isn't perfect, it's very messy, uh, but it reflects a very messy world because that's the reality that we have to make decisions. And when we think about like technical design, technical infrastructure and architecture, how do we go about navigating like that messiness of real world data? Because that's kind of like the reality that a lot of data scientists and data analysts have to face. They have to, they maybe won't be able to like create perfect like machine learning models because like their data isn't really aligning um, or like it's not really creating the results that they're expecting. So just thinking about how to work with real world data and any examples out there, I think would be really helpful. Nice. Thank you. This is really helpful for people thinking about how their career is going to go from undergrad into grad as well. Yeah, definitely. And I guess like one more piece of advice I would I would recommend to data science educators would be just to push their students to explore because I think what's so great about data science is that it's so interdisciplinary and there's so many applications. You don't have to 
only be a data scientist or only be a data analyst. Like after my data science education, like I was a consultant and that proved to be very valuable and useful in the work that I was doing too, because I was able to interpret like results really well and like pool data and create PowerPoints and presentations. Um, and so like, there's so many applications that you can do with a data science degree it does not specifically have to be only for a data scientist. So just like explore and like try new things. And there's always going to be some kind of application where you're going to pull your data science knowledge for. Awesome. Thank you for that. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. And today we have Rosie Stone. Rosie, do you want to tell us where you're working now and what sort of things you're working on? Yeah, uh, as much as I can. Uh, so I work for a uh, public company uh, that does genetic testing and screening. Uh, we're called Myriad Genetics. Um, and so we kind of work in three different areas or focuses in health. One of them is hereditary cancers. One of them is prenatal screening uh, for inherited disease. And the third is mental health, sort of pharmacogenomics, um, which is really cool. To me, it's sort of a way to like interrogate and use science to determine for folks who um, are looking at antidepressants, like what antidepressant might work best for them. So that sort of vein of mental health and, and mental health care, um, sort of precision medicine. Um, I am a software engineer. And so a big thing that my team works on is bringing in external data. So that was my internship project. That's something I've worked a lot on is sort of uh, bringing in data from other sources such that our scientists can access them really readily and and sort of the transformations that need to occur to translate that data into what is normal for our systems. Uh, sort of a big project or big theme of the work that I do. Cool. So um, like what sort of data science techniques are you applying in your job? Yeah. So um, I also do a lot of like data pulls. So our system is built uh, in Django, which is sort of a Python framework uh, that has a relational database behind it. It's SQL-ish. Uh, sort of under the hood, it translates everything into SQL, but basically it's just a relational database that you can use in Python and for uh, to back web apps. Um, and so a lot of the times our scientists want to know things about the data that we have stored. Um, what, like, how did we classify this thing? How long does it take to classify things? Um, and sort of, are, is there data that we didn't see? Or is there evidence that we didn't see uh, when we made that decision that is available now that we might want to revisit that uh, designation? Um, so there's that sort of like forming a query of, of our databases and, and understanding how they interrelate. Um, I, in that capacity, I use a lot of like Jupyter notebooks and pandas to sort of manipulate the data and say like, of these columns, are any of them true uh, type of thing? Um, and sort of just often like manipulating the data so that it's human readable. Um, whereas some of our like data storage or, um, data structures are not as, as accessible to, to the scientists that would like to interpret them because um, they're code. So related to that question, like what classes were, were helpful to you in like the, those applications that you're doing today? 
Yeah, um, I think, honestly, some of the most, like, important classes, one of them is a lower div prereq for the data science major, so 61B, um, and then sort of in upper div, data 100 was huge, uh, that was sort of the basis on which I got my internship was uh, in software engineering with 61B and data 100. Um, also really big, I think now, Eric, uh, where you were telling me that it's a new class, I think it's data like 101, it's like a data engineering sort of fundamentals class. Uh, when I took it, it was a special topics class in CS um, on data engineering, and that was a huge, huge class for me. Um, in terms of the work that I do now in, in sort of software and data engineering. Can you just explain like your role is a software engineering job, not a data scientist job, but you're like doing a lot of this like data querying, data workflow stuff. Yeah, so my title is software engineer. I think a lot of the work that my team does is, is data engineering um, okay. and setting up data bases in data warehouses and making that accessible and normalized for our system and our uses and thinking a lot about what is the best way for us to store X, Y, or Z data such that we can sort of make derive insights from it later. So there is definitely like a flavor of the data science. Am I running machine learning models on a daily basis? No. Is that maybe a future goal for my team? Maybe. But um, I think... It's hard to define, right? Data science um, as a discipline is, is a little bit nebulous in a great way, I think. But yeah, no, I'm not strictly a data scientist. Your job sounds super cool, but I'd also love to pivot back to your time here at Cal. And I'm curious to hear more about your experiences here as a transfer student and what it was like to enter the data science field from that pathway. Yeah. So I actually am kind of a non-traditional student I and, and to data science as well, um, in that I started wanting to do biology. And really, the thing that really drove me uh, in community college was sort of this realization that we were really close to being able to use folks' genetic information to determine a better or the best um, path of treatment for them and, and sort of get to better patient outcomes. So that was really what drove me. Sort of right before I transferred, I realized like, I'm not gonna be able to look at the genomes for the number of people that you need to really make those like strong inferences. Um, and so that's when I started like thinking like, oh, I should learn how to code. And so I took data eight in my first semester at Berkeley and I was hooked. like. Bam, that was, I was like, this is, this is the move. This is so cool. And so I didn't have, like, I hadn't written a line of code before I stepped foot on Berkeley campus. Um, and I think it's really exciting that, that folks, um, you know, there's the team working to bring data aid to community colleges. And I think that's so exciting and so cool. Cause maybe if that had been an option for me, I would have been exposed to it like a little bit sooner and had a, like another semester or two of, of writing Python under my belt before, before coming on to Berkeley. Cause I think that's sort of the one thing that was hard was jumping in as a transfer student and having to jump like really head first. If I, uh, like I, decided sort of that first semester that I wanted to double major. And so that 
meant taking a lot of those lower div classes that I hadn't already taken um, and really jumping headfirst into like 61B and not really having an opportunity to maybe balance the course load in a like better way. I think that's sort of the only um, caveat for me was just sort of having to do everything very fast. And so having, you know, these entry points available now um, more widely at community college, I think is so awesome because it will help folks sort of balance their path um, a little bit better, um, a little bit more sanely. Yeah, that's actually super interesting. As a transfer student myself, uh, it's really cool to see that my journey actually somewhat mimicked yours where you just kind of fall into data science and then you get to Cal and you have to jump in head first. But it's super exciting to see that data science is finally starting to reach community colleges and even other universities. But just to bring it back to you, I'm curious to know, I'd love to hear more about your internship and how that prepared you for your career. So yeah, doing an internship was like absolutely fundamental. There was like a very positive feedback loop between my internship and my education after my internship. So it was really important to me to have an industry internship before I graduated because I think there are a lot of opportunities um, that are open to you as a Berkeley student, uh, as a Berkeley undergrad that maybe aren't once you graduate. Um, Not to say that you're looking at a barren field of opportunity when you graduate with that piece of paper because you were not. There's a lot of opportunities as a Berkeley graduate as well. But it was really important to me to have that experience before I graduated. And so like I took extra time to make sure that that was a thing that I could accomplish um, because that's the one thing as a transfer student that I didn't know. Um, Sort of having to sort of abridge a lot of my coursework because I didn't come in knowing that I wanted to do data science or computer science. And I, you know, realized within my first couple of months that, oh, they're recruiting for next summer now. And I like barely written a line of code. So that's like really hard. Um, so I took extra time to make sure that I had the opportunity um, to do an internship. And again, I think it was really, really crucial to my development and my course planning afterwards. So like I said, I I went into the job search sort of like very open-minded of like, I don't really care what I'm doing. I just want to do something in genetics that is tech. Um, and so I found like a software or I applied for a bunch of software engineering roles um, with just 61B and Data 100 sort of under my belt. And that was great. Um, and In my internship, I had a mentor who was a software engineer at the company, as well as actually I had another mentor who was a little bit more science focused. So that was really cool. Um, And so we worked together to sort of innovate a new uh, data pipeline as my internship. And at the end of my internship, they offered me a full-time role when I graduated. And I very happily, because I had the best internship ever, I was like, yes, so happy to do that. Uh, can't wait. Um, and so that was sort of what propelled me to like look into the data engineering option. And so, yeah, that was very like instructive of like, this is like the path that I love is like taking globs of data, working with them, doing computations with them and making them sort of available such that they can be used um, for other purposes. 
Well, I'm glad that your internship went well. Um, but before we close out, I just wanted to take the chance to ask you if you had any advice or words of wisdom that you'd like to bestow upon data science students before we close out today. I think it's easier said from this side of things with the piece of paper in my hand, but try to focus on the learning side of things rather than the grade side of things. Um, and I think take take classes that challenge you that you're interested in because I think you'll grow and learn a lot from them. And I think like once you graduate, if you want to go to grad school, that notwithstanding, but like I think your GPA is a lot more less important than you think that it is as an undergrad. And what's really important are the things that you learn and the things that you like the experiences that you develop. Um, and so I feel like there's some folks who are like afraid to take some class that they would be really interested in because it's hard. And I would suggest that folks sort of challenge themselves to to take classes that are hard, that may be a little bit more deleterious on their GPA or have that possibility. Not, it's not, you know, guaranteed going into it. Right. Um, because I think those are the experiences also that like you grow from and you learn a lot from and then you can sort of talk about when you're like going to grad school or going in for job interviews it's like this growth opportunity and it's like cool stuff that you learn that may or may not be applicable to what you want to do um because that's also really important to learn I think is sort of figuring out what's not for you nice I like that that's a really good uh 2020 hindsight. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're interested in learning more about data science education resources, please subscribe to our Substack to get notified when we release any future podcasts. And join our community Slack channel through the link provided in this episode's description. Thank you.